and from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, he, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he had named him Jesus. Amen. One of the truisms of the Christmas season is reflected in the opening verse of a song by Ray Evans and Jay Livingston. Christmas makes you feel emotional. It may bring parties and thoughts devotional. Eddie Pola and George Wiley try to capture the spirit by, by penning, it's the most wonderful time of the year with everyone telling you to be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Only for some folks it's not. The family won't be coming this year, perhaps again this year. The doctor just called and gave you the news that the dreaded C word has now invaded your body or someone else's that you love. Perhaps you don't know how you can possibly take another holiday with the person across the table from you. Or you look across the table and it's the first Christmas without your loved one. Your boss has, has called for a meeting with you and, and the rumor has it there's a downsizing to take place due to economic conditions. The list and the variables go on and on and you bow your head and the only thing you can do is pray and hope that God is listening. The power to endure seems to manifest itself in the way that we pray with and for each other. We know, we know that every day is precious, but that the busyness in life sometimes gets in the way, and yet sometimes Christmas gets in the way. 
Sometimes all Christmas seems to do is remind us, remind us that things aren't the way they used to be. They remind us that this year won't be like other years. It's so hard to let go of the past at Christmas time. It's no surprise if you, if you think about it. The way we celebrate Christmas in our culture is all about the past. All about trying to relive a past from a long time ago where the memories are clouded. Think, think about traditions. In so many families, Christmas involves certain foods, certain rituals at certain people's homes. I know it does at my house. Traditions intended to give us, to give us comfort in a world that keeps changing. And we try to save time in a bottle. In, in a way, we, we tend to make Christmas all about the past, which is okay, but, it, it, but it's no wonder that when things change, when we suffer a loss in our lives, Christmas just amplifies our emotions. It produces incredible highs and extreme lows. We just want the Christmas spirit back. The spirit we used to have, we yearn for it, but, but sometimes we can't get it back. Though we yearn for it, the past doesn't come back. We, we find we cannot save time in a bottle, nor can we go back. But, but here's the secret about Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas is not the past. It's in the present. It's in the right, it's in the right now. The, the true meaning of Christmas is a promise that God made to you and me, to us. A promise God is fulfilling right now. The promise to always be with us. The promise that the people who lived in darkness would see a great light. Not a promise, not a promise that things would be the way that they used to be, but a promise that there would be comfort, a new hope, a new joy, a new love, a new light. Christmas is not about our own past or our own traditions and the true meaning of Christmas is not even about what happened so long ago in Bethlehem. Forget Bethlehem. Forget shepherds. Forget the angels. Forget the wise men and Mary and Joseph. Forget the baby Jesus. Oh, that's, oh, that's a beautiful story. It's an important story, a great story. A story that we will tell again here in just a few days. But the story is about the past. The past. And, and Christmas is about the present. In truth, it's never been the most wonderful time of the year. Certainly, most certainly not in the days surrounding that first Christmas so long ago. 
the story of the birth of Jesus is not to be told with a jolly voice and a merry ho, ho, ho. It's the story of a teenage girl pregnant with a child that is not her betrothed husband's. She has to leave town. She has to leave the place that she lives, her town, or face the penalty for her condition, stoning to death. It's the story of a child born in a dirty animal stall. It's a story of a family of refugees who who had to flee their homeland so that their child would not be killed. It's the story of a child sent into the world, sent in peace, who was condemned to death. It's the story of a light sent to shine in the darkness, which the world just snuffed out. It's the story of God's never-ending self-giving mercy and love which was rejected and condemned. Here's the secret. Here's the secret. Christmas is about God coming to us. Coming into our lives here and now. Coming into our hearts. Coming into our hearts today and being with us today and tomorrow. Certainly, the birth of Jesus is a sign of that love. Certainly it is. And if that story brings you comfort, then by all means, cherish that story. But the true meaning is bigger than that story. The deepest meaning is closer to us than that. So, so Can this be the most wonderful time of the year? Friends, it can be. Yes, really, it can be. It is if we forget about the tinsel, the trimmings, the trees, if we forget about the holly jolly tidings, about the presents, the decorations, the ornaments and the trappings, and remember, remember the story, the real story, the first one, Mary was alone and afraid, but, but God was with her and exalted her among women. Joseph was disgraced, but God revealed God's plan to save the world. The world was in darkness, but God sent the light of life to shine. The lowly were imprisoned, but Jesus set them free. The blind wandered aimlessly, but Christ gave them eyes to see. The lame were rejected, but Jesus made them jump in joy. The lepers were outcasts, but Jesus cleansed them and healed them. The deaf, the deaf could not hear, even in the silence. But the song of love exploded in their ears. The the people, filled with sorrow, grieved and cried, but God wipes away our tears. 
The poor were dejected, but Jesus brought them good news. The oppressed were downtrodden, but Jesus came to set them free. The hungry felt helpless, but Jesus came and fed them all. Humanity was. We were alone. But on the longest night, this night, in the darkest moment, Emmanuel came. The people rejected him, but God still embraces us. The world would crucify this child, this Christ, but God would not allow that to be the last word and gave us the sure hope in the resurrection. It is the most wonderful time of the year, not because you have to be cheery or witty and gay or happy and merry, but because you don't. You can have heavy spirits and shattered dreams, broken hearts and deep wounds, but know this. Know that you are not alone. There are a lot of folks listening tonight feeling the same feelings that you are feeling. Remember this, that nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us from God and God's love. It is in this moment, perhaps a moment of troubled waters, that God comes to be with you to comfort you, to redeem you, to save you, to restore you, to empower you, to strengthen you, to grant you peace, to be raised for you and offer you eternal life, to walk with you and to hold you in the palm of his hands. Yes, yes, we are assured that God will wipe away every tear I paraphrase Taylor Caldwell. We, we are not alone. We are never alone. And that, of course, is the message of Christmas. We are never alone. Not when the night is darkest, the wind coldest, the world seemingly most indifferent. This is the time God chooses, tonight. And in that assurance, there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more suffering, no more pain. It is the most wonderful time of the year. For Christ is born. Love has come. God is with us now and forevermore. Thanks be to the Lord our God. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and, of course, on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. 
Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.